0: Hey guys, welcome to Spoiler Alert with me Cinephile Sanket. So for this episode, I have invited a very special guest. Uh their name is Matthew Cody Lang. So Matthew is a cinephile and a movie buff. And Matthew and I will be discussing this film called Dancer in the Dark uh, which is written and directed by uh, Lars von Trier. So if you haven't watched uh, Dancer in the Dark Please uh, do watch this film first and then uh, check it out, check this conversation out. We'll be discussing all the spoilers uh, of the film. So hi Matt, welcome to a Spoiler Alert with me Cinephile Sanket. So uh, today we are talking about one of your other favorite film, which is uh, Dancer in the
1: Dark. <laughs> uh, yep, <laughs> a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh so the, just to be
0: clear uh Dance in the uh, like I like I'll first uh, say the story of the film actually Dance in the Dark is uh is about is about a single mother uh, called Selma who is who works in a factory and also is an aspiring uh theater dancer uh Broadway and she's an aspiring Broadway dancer and she like uh, she's slowly, slowly losing her eyesight, and she uh, wants to protect uh, her son uh, too by uh, by having an operation uh, for him. So uh, this uh, this is her story. So Matt, like I wanted to ask you, like what was your experience, uh, uh, like first time watching uh, watching this film?
1: Well, it, it's a uh... It's the first movie I ever saw by Lars von Trier, and it's also the first time I really actually got to see York besides, like, the swan dress and her, like, beating the hell out of that, that uh, reporter that one time, which you haven't seen. It's brilliant. Um, so I was, like, I had known her as more of a character and not really as, like, a, um artist Much so, um, when I first got it, I was like, Oh, this is supposed to be really depressing, this should be fun. And uh, it was during a time when my mom found out she was losing her eyesight, so I was like, Oh, this will be great for us to bond over. Little did I know that it was, it was, I mean, actually the most depressing thing we had ever seen, and I just kind of basically the two of us watched it and cried from beginning to end. Um, it was uh, emotionally draining. Her performance is outstanding, it's definitely my favorite performance i've seen on screen um it's something that i connected to a lot and it feels very real um too real at times um so yeah it was uh when i was younger i I watched it but i've seen it many a time uh at this point and constantly am forcing it down other people's throats and being like you need to watch this so which i'm glad you finally did too (laughs) yeah how was your experience
0: as you mentioned, also uh, so this film actually also uh, was recommended by you, and uh, like you highly recommended this film to uh, like yeah, to me to watch this, and that just recently only I uh, watched this, and uh, I, I was shocked. Like uh, like obviously, as you also know that I have only watched last one three uh, the latest the latest films uh, that was the house that Jack built and melancholia, and those were. The, the most graphic and violent films but like i've got to know that from some friends that uh, last one Treyarch, actually made some clean good uh, films uh, in his past uh, but so that's that, the reason actually i watched it and i was shocked uh, about the ending uh, so when uh, Bjork's character selma gets hanged i was like completely shocked and was uh, taken aback because why uh sorry why because actually in every uh, in any film where there is a uh, a man or a woman uh, who is hanged, uh, like people are, and the director actually uh, gives some time to just adjust. Like uh, okay, this uh, this guy this person is actually getting hanged, uh, so just uh, wait wait for some time and she'll, Like uh, we actually have it have some time to get prepared over it. But uh, last one did didn't give any time. It was uh, just in a spur of the moment and i was just what what just what just happened what the fuck just happened and i was just completely taken aback and that was like just just brilliant and that's the like that's the thing i uh, love most about last winter films also because he doesn't uh, give uh, those happy endings uh, uh, like happy endings in the film and even the songs i liked like pretty much but actually, one point uh, at one point uh, I like felt that okay, if there is no song ever comes uh, in, in in this uh, film, it's okay. But uh, the very last uh, the number, I think it, it's called one zero seven. Yeah, it, it's called one zero seven. I think yeah, uh, one zero seven steps. So it came and actually that uh, that song. Uh, like and uh, so uh, that that's the reason I think uh, the song was placed uh, and uh, other songs as well. Uh, like obviously, uh, Lars von Trier actually is giving uh, is actually telling uh, the uh, uh, the lead actress actress uh, Selma's what uh, what her mind is going through and. Uh, all uh, all other songs are at uh, the exact same thing and i actually loved uh how uh, he placed all those songs and even like uh, uh i actually haven't uh, t- told you i haven't uh, uh, told you uh, uh, earlier that but uh what when the first number came i'm actually got shocked oh okay like uh, uh, like oh wow just uh, the first number just came and very uniquely uh, they introduced the first song uh like uh, uh, uh he didn't uh like He didn't play any outside uh, uh, instruments, but uh, uh, he actually gathered the music from uh, the resources and the materials uh, which were available in the factory uh, where she was working from and that's actually a pretty great thing and a very unique thing and uh, uh, to just compose the song uh, in around that factory and like uh, it was uh, uh, fucking brilliant. So I wanted to ask you, uh, how did the songs impacted you? uh,
1: well, I I remember hearing that it was a musical and you know it opens um depending on like the version you watch um most of them open with the overture which is um not something that a lot of modern musicals do anymore it was more of like a golden era kind of Hollywood musical approach um, where they would have the overture before the film and then kind of like give you an idea of where the music was going and stuff. Um, so this opened with that and I was like, oh, that's really beautiful. And then it kind of starts with them doing a production of The Sound of Music and you get introduced to um, Selma and her uh, her friend. Um, I can't remember her actual name, but she calls her Qualda, um, which is like big and jolly is what she says. And uh, you kind of see them uh, where you see Thelma is uh, cast as Maria from Sound of Music, and you hear her like when the dog back," and you're like, you're not used to that kind of voice. And they even pointed out, they're like, she kind of sings funny, but uh, it's very interesting. Um, but you can see that it's 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 um, told through her like body, her voice of like how she would um, you know approach singing, and it's 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 so authentic and real and different that it just totally works. And, um, but it, it, at first I was like, okay, so are we just going to be going through the sound of music? But then 30 minutes later is when we get our first like musical number. And it kind of comes out of, nowhere because you forget like oh this is supposed to be a musical but then when she's hearing the sounds because she's going blind she mostly focuses on music to get her into a place where it's like you know what my life may not be in the best place but at least i can escape through daydreaming and you hear like the the music and even the lyrics are just like clatter crash crack like it's just like sounds and it still turns into this like beautiful like motivational song where she's like pretending that this whole moment with her in the factory, which is actually like drab and gross and kind of um, like monotonous and bleh And she turns it into this big, beautiful moment and then it kind of gets her into trouble where she kind of fucks up the entire machine. It has to be like, let go for the day. Um, and uh, it, it, it's great because it starts to evolve a little bit more where as she's get like losing her sight eyesight more and more is when the music kind of takes over her life as well. So you start getting these um, little moments here and there where she clings to that bit of happiness and joy that she gets just from like the idea of music and having grown up from like uh, movie musicals in Czechoslovakia um, where she's like uh, immigrated from and lives in America where like um, also Von Trier is very... Um, uh critical about america he even has like a trilogy but he never never finished it with like dogville and manderley and this i think was like the beginning of that where it takes place in america though von trier's never been to america because he has a huge fear of flying so um it, it also was like a um, critique on the justice system in america which as you see it go along you see this you know ra- rather naive woman um who is almost childlike in a very um interesting way and you see her kind of being fully abused throughout the entire movie to the to the very end where you like hope there's like a bit of something that's gonna happen that like for the good and then it just it doesn't and it just ends horribly but in her mind she clings to that one like next to last song before she kind of has her life ended so the music is something that you cling on to as an audience member, as well as what Selma does as well. And, um, each time a, a song comes, it's not like, Oh, here comes a song. It's like, Oh my God, how is this, how is she going to make it through this? And it's, um, it's just, uh, emotionally draining and, um, uh, but also beautiful to see how, um, even, uh, during the musical numbers, which I think is really cool. There's like this tent that goes over the screen over the moments where it's like, where the r- life that she's living is very drab but then it kind of becomes like this warmer color every time the music comes in which I think is really interesting thing um uh, because it shows her fantasy kind of come to life uh in a beautiful way but it's um yeah it's really it's really intense so <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but yeah even uh, uh, I'm like of- i'm
0: actually uh, like I- i'm actually in all with uh last one trials and directing style as well so uh like i i loved uh last one Trials directing style uh because uh, he used his all his uh, dogma 95 uh rules in this film and like uh just cutting it away and like uh, just using all those natural lights uh, uh and like it, it was just uh it was just great, and yeah, uh, I what uh, another thing I liked about it uh, was the uh, the close-ups in the film, and like he bravely used those close-ups to uh, just just uh, just to let us know that how uncomfortable uh, uh, Selma is in that film and like uh, in the story and. How she's dealing with the situation and like everyone is fucking her over. Uh, first was uh, uh, her friend and also a, a police officer who was like who fucks her over uh, over some money and like I, I, like I I was just feeling sorry about uh, Selma as a character and like uh, uh, <laughs> actually yeah.
1: Yeah, it's 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 really horrible because it, it it's so great because I mean in a way of like her performance it's it's her like one of the very few films that Bjork has ever done. She's not someone who wants to act. She's always wanted to do um, uh, music, and that's her her thing um but Lars von Trier convinced her after the it's oh so quiet video that she did where it's almost like she's breaking out into musical numbers it's like oh this is who I want to do this and she agreed to do it because she's like involved in the music as well and I mean famously the production had a lot of issues especially because Lars von Trier is a dickhead I love his work um but he is a um giant fucking like idiot child (laughs) Um, but I also find that that is a weird um, thing that fuels his creativity Um, and you know after hearing what happened with Bjork during that whole thing it's just you can see why she was so affected like even during the filmmaking like that last scene is like it's you can tell it seems like I don't even know how if this was like a thing that happened like uh, towards the end but it feels like Even the end of the movie was maybe shot towards the end of the filming because she breaks down completely. It's like you're watching her actually being tortured. It is very, very difficult to watch. And she just is completely miserable. And you can see that just in her as a person. But she lets go. And, you know, she was like super into this character and wanted to show this character the love that she Um, saw like inside of her as well and it's 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 devastating it's it's very hard to watch and it's something that you know not even like really um well-trained like performers actors can really pull out something that um real from performance and it's she just let go and it is very scary to watch um but also super powerful that she let herself be able to go to a place like that and it's it's something that i will never forget the screaming is just it's it's so difficult to sit there and experience so even when I'm like telling friends like you got to watch this like towards the end if I'm watching it with them I'm just like okay I'm gonna keep my head down because it's we it's a weird movie to watch with people and I've done it several times and I'm always like so how'd you feel and they're like uh," like trying to pick themselves up afterwards um it's, it's just a lot and Lars von Trier always gives you that ending which is like just like kind of like a shot in the face it's just you're just the whole movie it kind of like steadily builds to this moment where you have just kind of had the rug rug pulled from under you and this is no um different than a lot of his other films but you also mentioned the dogma 95 movement which is interesting because he created this with i think thomas vinterberg as well um and uh they even von trier like goes against his own kind of ideas where they want to use natural lighting and stuff like that. But even that, he kind of switches it with uh, the musical numbers and goes against his own like uh, manifesto, which I think is funny because he's a little rebel asshole. Uh, <laughs> so um, but also Catherine Genève is in this and I don't want to like skip over her or especially Siobhan Fallon Hogan, who plays the security guard at the end, who helps her through the 107 steps, that small, like, bit role. Siobhan Fallon Hogan is one of my favorite performers in general because she always knows how to steal a spotlight from any moment that she's on screen. And that wasn't even... um, And this was no exception either because she's just incredible. And Catherine Deneuve plays her part um, beautifully as well. Uh, The whole cast is just great and dedicated and you see some familiar faces from other Von Trier works and stuff, which um, is just, uh, it's exciting to see how this kind of falls into his like whole collection of films that he's done too. It's, uh, I'm so scatterbrained about this because my, I've been obsessed with this damn movie forever. They also need to get a Blu-ray on region one soon before I lose my fucking mind. Uh, (laughs) But uh, I love it so much and I love the music and it was a great introduction to Lars von Trier and Bjork and I've since become a giant fan of Bjork and I've I've met her one time. It was really awkward, but it was great and I've seen her in concert. Um, Yeah, it was just kind of the beginning of like this whole adventure into Um, deeper, darker, crazier films and even uh, music that I had never actually experienced before. So overall it was just really exciting. What did you think of the music in general? I'm really curious. (laughs)
0: Uh, so i actually have have been watching uh bollywood films from like my early ages so i know uh, how those tragedy and uh uh, like musical work like uh, this this wasn't very new for me uh but like i know how those kind of films work but uh uh, the most unique thing about uh, the films was like bollywood doesn't know how to uh, like uh actually like properly uh use music in the narrative uh, like i don't ha- i haven't seen uh, that um, that much like uh i haven't seen those of the best good films which uh like do so in a great way in bollywood but uh like uh, when i saw this film i like uh i thought yeah had last one did a great job uh putting all those uh, uh like all, all those uh, songs in the right place and even the lyric was actually perfect uh, even the second uh yeah the second uh, uh, uh na- na- dance number which was i have seen it all like it was just amazing like uh, uh even when you hear the lyric uh, just after like on youtube uh, it, uh, it actually makes sense like uh, i have seen it all i have seen Uh, this, I've seen that and uh, his lover actually who like I I don't know his name but like he was also an actor in Fargo and uh, and he actually tells that he, 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 you haven't seen this you haven't seen that, you have to see this and how the world is beautiful and like uh, I I was just wow it's like that's uh, like uh, uh,
1: (laughs) I liked that there was this like idea of a, a romance that could have happened because a lot of musicals there's like a romance in there and there's this thing where you're like uh oh there's this like cute little romance blossoming uh blossoming and stuff but she's also like I'm not here for romance I've done that I've seen it done it I'm here to help my child who could possibly also go blind and she moved to America just to make things better for him and as she's going blind she's picking up all these like other shifts as well and pushing herself to make sure that he doesn't have the same kind of um, struggles that she's had. And along the way, taking on even more struggles just to be like, I want my child to have the future that I don't really see myself getting for myself. And, you know, thinking that America is the place where this is where it's going to happen. But while she's here, she deals with the dark side of America, which is the you know criminal like justice system. Um, even like close with this, a uh, police officer who's supposed to be her friend supposed to be this person who's there to protect people who himself is also being fucked over by the American dream. And then he takes it out on her in a way that, you know, the selfishness takes over, but then she still stays true to her heart, which this is part of the golden heart trilogy with um, breaking the waves, the idiots and uh, dancer in the dark. And she sticks to her, you know, sticks to her guns, as you will say. And like, um, she just powers through no matter what, just to make sure she doesn't fuck anybody over and she makes sure she gets her, um, her son, the surgery. And we find out at the end, when uh, Qualda gives her the glasses, she's like, he gets to see his grandchildren. And I'm like, Oh God, like at least she got, she got it done. He gets to have the surgery. So she's like, fuck it. I'm ready to go. And at the end, even though like she's cut off mid song, it's still, she gets what she wanted. And she succeeded in what she actually got. And even though she's, you know, killed in this really horrible way, she got what she wanted. And that that last, like, 107 Steps song, I think, also shows her, like, going through the prison cells and seeing all these people who are basically awaiting their own death and how, like, upsetting it is. And it's just, it's a, it's a great, like slap across the face to like the american criminal justice system and i i love that and you know people are like who's von trier to say uh, anything about america he's never been here and it's like i'm sorry but sometimes it takes like an outsider to be like hey listen that's fucked up and i love that about him where he's just like yeah y'all you know y'all pretend to be number one all the time but y'all fuck up a lot and i'm like bravo keep it coming so (laughs) i was really upset upset that he didn't finish his uh uh, like America trilogy with Dogville, Mandalay, and he was supposed to do Washington, um, but maybe we'll get that in the future. But um, this was, uh, I think, a really uh, a film that stands out among like all of his films for a lot of people too, because it had it's so different from a lot of his stuff. Considering he throws music in there, and I think that's, you know, a lot to think with Bjork uh, coming on board and helping with the music as well. Um, too bad the like production was uh, a real shit show um but i'm glad they both made it through and have moved on in their careers so um, but i'll always rem- remember it so and it's always going to be one of my favorites
0: so yeah this at this point we have to conclude this uh spoiler film conversation about like uh one of your favorite films uh uh, so yeah, Matt. Thank you so much for uh, coming to my show. Like, uh, it was a pleasure having you to uh, like uh, to speak and like ha- have a, a great chat about uh, Dance in the Dark*, which actually uh, is one of your personal, like, uh, your personal films. And like, I'm actually like, it's uh, it's still growing into me uh, like that film. So yeah. <laughs>
1: Thank you so much. I'm so happy to talk about this anytime. any um, time. I could have talked about it forever, um, but, you know, this can only be so long. So. <laughs> but thank you for actually watching it. I know it's a hard one to dive into, but I'm so happy we're kind of going back and forth with movies, and I appreciate it so much. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah have fun.